Hello and welcome to Publishers Weekly Insider. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. And today I'm going to be talking with our Features Editor, Carolyn Juris, about a subject that is near and dear to both of us, something we talk about in the office, out of the office, and that is food and drink and all around celebrating. Uh, but this is tied into our most recent cookbook feature, which Carolyn edited. And Carolyn, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Mark. Good to be here. So I got to say, I love your cookbook features. You always are able to pick out new notable trends or just anything that interests you. So this one is about entertaining. There's been a slew of cookbooks about entertaining. There's been a couple last year that might have started this or Precursors. This is one by Reese Witherspoon, Whiskey in a Teacup, who, you know, she's now started her own line. And here we have, indeed, Whiskey, single malt scotch we are all drinking in here, in a coffee cup, paper coffee cup. And then there was Magnolia Table by HGTV's Joanna Gaines. So what's going on with entertainment books? Why so many popping up? Well, definitely... Uh Joanna and Reese's books, uh, their popularity, and they were two of the biggest selling cookbooks of last year. Uh, The popularity of those probably has to do as much with their celebrity as with the idea of entertaining. But we did see this coming season a lot of books that are not just about cooking, but for cooking for other people, bringing people into the home, uh, cooking with friends also. Uh, The idea for this was sparked by David Burka's forthcoming book, Life is a Party, Mm can't see the cover on the radio but it is very festive he's in the kitchen there's beautiful flower arrangement he's shaking up a cocktail uh david bertka is an actor a a former caterer and he is also neil patrick harris's husband he's got a big instagram following and he told us that the idea for this book came from people asking him questions when they would see pictures on instagram of him as children things like you know how do you get your kids to eat that and how do you you know, cook for all these people you're welcoming into your home. So that was kind of the genesis of the of the story. And then we looked around to see what else was out there. And there really are a whole bunch this year about entertaining. So I wonder if it's, you know, we're living in this digital age. We are on computers. I mean, I, I imagine we, there's there's this kind of human longing for gathering or for getting together for human contact. And I, I mean, could that be a case right there? Absolutely. Um, that's what some of the authors told us and, and people who are editing these books is people want to, they don't just want to live their lives online. They want to be at home with friends, with loved ones. Yeah. And that's what these books help people do. So other than uh, David Bertka's book, and I know from our review that he's got, he's got uh, menus for you know summer barbecues, for you know, fancy New Year's Eve dinners, but also for like board game nights. So maybe more lower key ones that aren't necessarily going to break the bank. What other books do we have coming out? So we have a few that are very um, focused on the place that the writer is from or that the writer is trying to highlight. Uh, A big one coming up also in April is Julia Reed's New Orleans. I'm sure you're familiar with Julia Reed. And, you know, New Orleans is kind of the ultimate party town. And that's not just in the streets. It's also at home. So she's got plans for having people over, for example, the day after Mardi Gras. Not Mardi Gras itself, but a hangover brunch on the Wednesday, I guess it is. Actually, that's coming right up, right? Yes, exactly. And we do have a uh, someone brought in a king cake uh, into our office today. So some of us have been snacking on that. Speaking of Mardi Gras, sorry, Carolyn. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, 
but yes, yeah, so we've got that. We've got one coming from Marcella Valladolid. Uh, she was a host on the Food Network. Uh, her new book is Fiestas. She's a San Diego native, um, Mexican-American. And so her book is very much inspired by her Mexican-American heritage and parties that highlight that. And she, when she spoke with our writer, Claire Swanson, she was very much gushing about how important it is for her to have people in her home. And that, to her, is what it's all about. Right. It's just, you know, the gathering and laughing and eating, of course. She also uh, brought up cocktails, mm. which for many of us is an important part of entertaining. Uh, she likes very festive. She said she wants to see more people putting pansies in their drinks, for example. So she likes the real kind of girly. Right. Well, not necessarily girly. Let's say floral, festive, colorful kind yeah. of drinks. Well, and I do want to move on to drink or talk about drinks. But first, I do notice there's a couple of, and I have to say this because I'm Italian, Italian uh, party cookbooks. One is Piatti. I know when I have friends over, I'll start off with a couple of cocktails, maybe move to wine, and I'll bring up the Italian Piatti. So this one looks pretty pretty good by Stacey Almondo in her book. Uh, she's the executive editor of Savor, and she wrote Piatti, which is you know uh, just about Italian hospitality with starter you know, different kinds of uh, pizzas, antipasti, and uh, she's got some recipes for squash blossom fritters in there as well, which is one of my favorite things. Right. She told us um, when she was traveling through Italy, she noticed that, you know, you go to someone's home and they're not just putting out the cheese and crackers. They have this whole elaborate spread. And that was the inspiration for her book is to show people you don't just have to do the checks mix. Right. This is good. Now, entertaining. Nothing says entertaining like cocktails. And this is something you uh, know quite a few of the really good cocktail bars here in New York City. Uh, and I know this is something that is pretty interesting for you, cocktails. So what do you have? So we have a few books. One of them called Tiki is by a woman named Shannon Mustafer, and she actually runs a bar at a Caribbean restaurant in Brooklyn called Glady's. Have you been there? I have, indeed, very yeah. recently. Um, it's a sweet little spot maybe eight eight seats at the bar and it is super tiki with the mugs and the uh you know plants everywhere they even have a slushy machine alcoholic slushies uh oh but shannon's book is actually focused on bringing that attitude home uh so tiki of course had its heyday kind of 1940s 50s fell out of favor for a while mm -hmm. and in the past arguably 10 plus years it's been having a resurgence and i know dantana's is still around in in la which was a big tiki place there this sounds good okay i want to go to this place uh, to this i i highly recommend it <laughs> right, good so what else do we have cocktail wise one theme that ran through with the authors who we spoke with of the cocktail books is for parties you want to make your cocktails in batches otherwise you'll spend all day in the kitchen right. but this way you know you can some of them you can do the night before even a few weeks before one book that's all about making cocktails in batches is maggie hoffman's batch cocktails uh, so she's got these scaled up recipes that you can do in large quantities for a crowd so you know you're sort of one and done instead of mixing them individually uh, some of the names are really fun there's the tongue-in-cheek which is gin, Meyer lemon, thyme, and cokey rosa. And the birds and bees punch, which is rum, cucumber, green tea, and lemon. And I think I speak for all of us when I say we would drink any of those. This is true. 
This is true. And it and I completely get that about when you're having a lot of people over and you're making one, maybe two cocktails at a time, but you're serving six or seven or eight people. It's great to try and prepare these ahead of time. But I always think that, oh, the ice is going to dilute it. Uh, the flavors will sit too long. But of course, there's ways to do it without putting the ice in. You, you, you know, think ahead, mixing it ahead of time, sticking it in the refrigerator, then putting it in on ice at the last minute. Exactly. Like with Manhattan's even. Sure. And I mean, there is still room for making that like precious, delicate, you know, craft right. cocktail. And But what I found interesting is that these bartenders who will do that in their work life at home, they are making it easy on themselves, making their guests feel comfortable. So they're all in it together. Right. So now, one of my favorite genres uh, coming out is the, the culinary narratives. I mean, something about food that uh, uh, so many of us have stories that, that, are, that, that evolve around food or that uh, a certain food will evoke memories. And we've had a long, relatively long you know, tradition of chef memoirs. What do we have coming up with the culinary memoirs here or culinary narratives, not all memoirs? Uh, we've got a whole range. Uh, one book that we're pretty excited about, and we interviewed the author, his name is Kwame Anwu Ache. Uh, he is a chef in D.C. He has his own restaurant. He's a CIA graduate, competed on Top Chef, and he is not yet 30. Mm. Uh, and his book, uh, Notes from a Young Black Chef, talks about his childhood. He grew up in the Bronx. He cooked. Uh, his mom had a home catering service that she ran. Right. Uh, and his current cooking brings in all of his influences. He's, uh, his background is Nigerian, Jamaican, uh, Trinidadian, Creole. So in his book, he doesn't, it is a memoir, but he does throw in a few recipes that kind of highlight where he's coming from and what he's doing with food. And how the food of each of those kind of informed certain parts of his life and combined that he cooks in his kitchen, his D.C. kitchen, Kith and Kin. So we also see there's one that I just saw that we just run a review of Burn the Place by Ileana Reagan. Right. She's uh, she's a chef in Chicago, and her memoir, it, I think it uses her life as a chef as more of a jumping off point for talking about struggles she had as a child. Uh, she grew up in rural Indiana, and she had struggles with her sexuality and gender identity. Rural Indiana may not be the ideal place to be wrestling with such a thing. Um, so her memoir is just kind of a, how she got to, you know, a better place in her life right. after having a bit of a rough start. And then we also have uh, Matt and Ted Lee, uh, kind of a, a memoir hot box, but more like a, a memoir is a jumping off point for uh, Matt, and T- Matt and Ted Lee of their, uh, uh, they have cookbooks, they have, they, they, they have their own line of food. Uh, they're from, I think, Charleston. And this one is about what goes on in the world of catering. Right. Our, um, our review said that they pull back the curtain on the catering world, an often dismissed arm of the culinary industry, denounced for its rubber chicken and dry salmon. And I think we've all been at those events. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they go deeper to see what really goes into putting together those sorts of events and what goes on in those kitchens. And what else do we have? Oh, let's see. We've got a memoir slash travelogue from Jeff Gordonier. He's uh, he's Esquire's food and drinks editor, and he spent about four years traveling around with Rene Redzepi of Noma fame. Right. Uh, so they were all over the world looking for tacos in the Yucatan, chasing sea urchins in the Arctic Circle. So this is um, it's sort of in a way it's a profile of Rene Redzepi, someone people want to know about, and also 
uh, the author's experiences with him. I'm looking forward to that one. That's, uh, I think, coming out in June or July. July, yeah. July. And then, um, you know, finally, we have Save Me the Plums. Save Me the Plums, Ruth Rachel, um, winner of many James Beard Awards. She's, you know, written a ton of books. This particular book looks at her time as editor-in-chief at Gourmet. She spent about 10 years there. So she had a huge influence on America's food culture. And moving on just a little bit, there's this cute one, Tiny Hot Dogs by Mary Giuliani, coming out from Running Press. Uh, She also has a catering company, I believe, and this is about growing up. Uh, another you know, food member growing up and tiny hot dogs play a part in that. Uh, and one is more of a cultural study, cultural narrative, the truffle underground about uh, this expose about truffle hunters and scams within the truffle industry. And this uh, author, uh, Ryan Jacobs, travels to France and Italy in search of these truffle hunters or often with they have farmers with pigs who hunt them out but then in packaging them they kind of get truffles from china and mislabel them as white truffles and uh ended up in a court case so this is uh, that's kind of this our reviewer really liked this one oh well. good yeah that's coming out in june um Again, Truffle Underground, and that grew out of a piece that uh, Ryan Jacobs did for The Atlantic in 2014. So he's been working on this a long time. Well, I think we've got some really good cookbooks coming out. Uh, I really like the theme of entertaining, and I think I'm going to be doing more of that. We should all do more of it. We should do that here in the office. We should have potluck. I'm talking to our engineers right now, too. (laughs) I think we should all have potluck right here in the office. I'm down. All right, great. Carolyn, thank you so much for talking with us. Thanks, Mark. So you can read this feature online at publishersweekly.com. And the title of the feature is Be Our Guest uh, About Entertaining. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to PW Insider on iTunes, and we'll see you next week.